Hey, everybody. Welcome hey. to another MPC Incorporated live broadcast. Uh, uh, this is our very first installment uh, as MPC Incorporated for uh, our first DM in the PM. Uh, this is a show where I sit down with uh, uh, DMs and the DM Curious and et cetera, et cetera, uh, to uh, uh, talk about uh, tabletop role-playing games, running them, and to talk about the games that I'm currently working on, just sort of as a office hours kind of thing. Uh, so that's what we've always done on this show. We've, uh, we're excited to be I'm excited to be back, uh, hanging out with people who are as interested in running games as I am. Uh, but we actually are, for once, on DM and the PM, coming into this with a very specific uh, goal. And that is that over the next couple of installments of the show, uh, we're going to be talking about the second campaign for... <clears throat> The NBC Incorporated podcast. Uh, I know I got so excited, I got choked up. Oh, jeez, I'm just so excited about it. Uh, we're we're building up. Uh, we're on the road to our second campaign with our brand new cast members, set in a brand new setting. Well, mostly brand new setting, uh, but with the same uh, mundane. D&D mapping that you love about the show. Uh, so if you've never caught us before or listened to our podcast, uh, go if you're just familiar with us through our D&D one-shots we do here on our live streams, uh, go and check out Destined Day Jobs was the name of the first campaign, uh, and it follows the adventures. It basically, it's a 5e actual play D&D podcast where we took the rules of, our favorite rules of D&D 5e and mapped them over our own mundane realm, following the adventures of co-workers as they try to do as little work as possible without getting into trouble. That same spirit will be filtering down into Death and Date or into NPC Incorporated campaign too. And over the course of these next a couple of episodes, I'm gonna be sitting down individually with our cast members to talk about their characters and how they will translate into our new world. So today I'm sitting down with brand new NPC Incorporated cast member Meadow Lilium. Hell, hello, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Hi, yeah, Meadow K. Lilium here, um, newest cast member very excited to be here on dm and the pm character creation is literally one of my favorite things to do i will spend time in D D beyond just like making characters so isn't that fun <laughs> it's so it's so much fun and when you principally a, a dm it's like i i've made so many that i can't even do i don't even get to play as but yeah, i just right? like it i just like it so yeah it's just for funsies and maybe you can use them later Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, and especially uh, it's it's coming handy for some of these live streams. So, but this character is going to be very featured in upcoming NPC Incorporated stuff. So we're going to have a very long talk about this. So buckle up, everybody, because we're talking character creation. Um, I guess the probably the best place to start, since this is the first one of these, is for us to give uh, you uh, some uh, information about uh, the new world that we're going to be playing in. So in our previous campaign, we played inside the offices of NPC Incorporated, a modern office set in our own current time, uh, in a land that we all affectionately dubbed Fantasy Chicago. That's sort of, sort of like the real world, sort of like the real Chicago, but is uh, kind of, you know, a couple steps removed from reality. Uh, that is going to be the same setting for this campaign uh we're gonna be set in fantasy chicago but this time uh we're gonna be set in fantasy 1989 uh so it's going to be a sort of late 80s early 90s campaign uh depending on how 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 much time you actually accomplish throughout your campaign uh um 
And following the adventures of instead of office workers, uh, you're going to be following entry level workers who are initially going to be starting off their job working in NPC Incorporated's infamous warehouse, uh, the site of uh, one of our adventures. Uh, if you listen back to a campaign uh, to Arc Two, uh, when our uh, our DM was DM Alex Brakowski, uh, so uh, we took an adventure out to said shipping facility. Uh, so I decided to make that kind of the focus of the campaign, at least initially, because I think the biggest difference between this campaign and the the last one is that you all are going to be starting as level one entry characters so you sort of have um uh, uh uh some options going you don't always have to stay working in the warehouse so we'll see how you advance in the company what decisions you make i'm very excited to show you some of those game mechanics uh but not today because we're still talking about a level one character um so meadow why don't you go ahead and introduce your character um and tell us uh, kind of what you're thinking for the uh just like the 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 without mundane realm mapped over what this character is okay um so right now uh, my thoughts is I really like Fearbulgs. They're such a really fun race. And Fearbulgs and Clerics are like two of my favorite sort of race. It's a favorite race class combo of mine in D&D. They gel and, well. Yeah, they gel so well. And I, I really like playing Clerics because uh, it I get to help people. And I really like helping people. Um, and so I was really excited to uh, make this new character who I want to be just this, like this, this gentle giant type of character who, you know, she's she's always kind of looking out for everybody. Um, and she's maybe less, she, she's pretty averse to like being in the spotlight. She doesn't like the recognition. Um, That's great. Yeah. Um... Uh, so yeah, so we we've done a little bit of pre-talk before this uh, uh, about this character. Um, uh, so I think probably the best place to start is for you to read the biography that you have written for, and I won't spoil the name it's, since yeah. you haven't given it yet. All right. Um, uh, so so once again, to get, to get the, the anyone watching so on on the same page as us, <laughs> is that for these characters, we're taking the classes and races of D&D, but we're mapping them onto mundane versions uh, uh, and uh, kind of deciding what that means in their role in their work uh, culture and work life and stuff like that. It's sort of a, 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 a exploration of roles in the office. One thing that I very much want to make clear from the get-go, especially for new viewers, new listeners, new employees, uh, Meadow, uh, is that this is not Netflix's Bright. <laughs> There 100% is no. Yeah, there is no like the the fantasy races are what I have kind of dubbed in my head like vibes. So uh, uh, we've had a uh, sort of um, uh, uh, a fratastic uh, worker bros that appear as orcs. Uh, we've had uh, um, a, a horrible uh, HR manager who uh, appears as a mummy lord bossing people around. It's sort of uh, in the world you understand that your character is human appear into to uh, everyone's appearance, but within the uh, your mind seeking escape from this mundane job, you have created this fantasy world. So uh, we'll see this character as a furl bog, but we're not talking literal furl bogs. <laughs> yes, no. So I. 
in that in that regard, I think that she's um, okay. So, do you want me to go around, uh, go down like the the details list, or do you just want me to start with the paragraphs? You know, I mean, go 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 down at least uh, the uh, first couple. I don't think you need to go into uh, uh, every. Or actually, you know what? These they're also fun. You did a really oh, okay. good job writing your biography. Why don't you just do the whole thing? <laughs> okay, okay. So her name is June Esmond. She is a Fearbolg. She's a cleric. Uh, she's from Shelterfield, Minnesota. She is 6'7". And the next one is weight. And for here, I've just put, I mean, look at her. You want to ask a woman that ripped what she weighs? Uh, she's got platinum blonde hair, wavy, a little past her shoulders. Uh, she's very pale with uh, a rosy nose and cheeks. Um... She's got the office, uh, for her office look, she's got, like, the factory worker uniform, so, like, the matching, um, like, kind of jumpsuit kind of thing, like, long sleeves, long legs, uh, dark colors, hair up in a bun, but outside the office, she's got, like, the, that 90s vibe of, like, the denim overalls with one of them kind of undone, with the leather straps and, like, a big loose t-shirt on underneath, like, Converse sneaks, a little page boy hat, it's so good. Um, and her favorite possession, I will get into in just a moment, but it is a baseball, a signed baseball. Um, but let me get down to her little character bio here. So June is a huge fan of baseball, and you can tell by her apartment. In amongst the shoddy hand-me-down furniture in her confoundingly bread-scented one room it are various pieces of women's baseball memorabilia. A focus of hers is her idol for as long as she can remember, legendary 6'9 pitcher, uh, pitcher of the Shady Falls Shepherds, Jody Hymar. Uh, the baseball that she has is signed by Jody Hymar. Uh, Jody was not only a terrific player, but she showed June that she could be herself and that her height and build didn't make her any less of a woman. June has always been big. Even before she was June, she was big. There has always been, this has always been more of a hindrance to her, but it's been helpful to those around her. June likes helping people, but she never liked standing out. She likes that she can get that can of root juice from the top of the shelf for someone. She doesn't like when people talk about just how tall she is. Most of her life, she only ever wanted to be like other girls, smaller, so she could blend into the crowd. She just wants to live as herself, finally. No muss, no fuss, just June. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these days, June has taken on more of a nurturing role. She looks after newbies wherever she goes, whether, um, you know, wherever she goes, especially in the queer hangouts that she frequents. Uh, she rarely starts a fight, but if someone is being harassed, she kind of just can't help but get in there and come to their aid. And when she gets in there, people usually stop being such assholes because uh, it's a six foot seven ripped woman trying to get up in your shit. You probably want to stop at that point. Um, and at work, she tends to keep her head down, do what she needs to do to get through the day, help folks who need it, but kind of hesitant to make any work friends. And she doesn't feel like a whole lot of people would see her for her, uh, more just that they'll see her for that tall girl. All right. That's very cool. Is, is that it? I I, I <laughs> sorry. I, I didn't have it. It. we. 
Oh, that's oh man, that's really good. I I really liked your uh, biography of Jim. It's great. It's great. It's a it's great for a lot of reasons that I would like to discuss with you. Yes, please. Uh, one being, I love that you have imagined June as sort of like a protector, you know, a defender and stuff. Uh, uh but uh, so it's going to be very exciting to see June, uh, sort of, uh, um. Out, uh, uh, I guess a, a fish out of water is probably the best way to put it because, like, you're starting a new job. You're not yeah. going to be. You're the newbie this time. Yeah. <laughs> you're the newbie now, dog. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited <laughs> to see how June handles that. Um, oh uh, so yeah, so you're 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 imagine this character as a furl ball cleric. Uh, clearly, you've you've uh, I can see a lot of like the influence of the sort of furl ball mythology. You're from like a small town. You seem like a kind of you know. Uh, um, very into connecting on a smaller level, like kind of a the the small commune kind of vibe here. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a lot of June being incredibly uncomfortable as you join the office workforce. Uh, right. uh, this is not not going to be the vibe that you're used to, uh, which I'm very excited about. Um, I think we're ready now to, uh, if we could get your character sheet up. We have the basics figured out here. Uh, you did some rolling uh, very well uh, and also yeah. very badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm excited to see the interplay between your incredible <laughs> might and your extreme lack of intelligence. <laughs> yeah, she is not smart, like, in terms of, like, book smarts. She is... I think she's very world weary. Uh, mm -hmm. She she knows what's been going on. Uh, high wisdom, uh, but very very low intelligence. <laughs> yeah, and that's I was I was looking at that, and we're going to talk about kind of the mechanics of our game. Uh, so I was just gonna, real quick, just like look at this. Uh, uh, so you have an eighteen in strength plus four. Uh, you got the dexterity plus two. Uh, you got constitution great, intelligence minus two. Yikes! Uh, wisdom plus four, and then charisma minus one. So I really like this because uh, so we we actually when we translate over these characters into our world, uh, uh, some of the things stay the same, and then some of them are. Yeah, you know, given more real world application. So, um, right. for example, your attacks will still be based on your wisdom and your uh, strength, probably most likely, I imagine. Uh, but uh, the kind of the way that we like to view it is sort of it's the force of personality that uh, guides you in moments of conflict uh, rather than, you know, if you say you had to rely on, I don't know, that charisma modifier of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, in our uh, our combat system, which is based on arguing. So we're going to translate over your attacks to make it that. So the way I kind of see this, which I think is actually very appropriate for what you've written for your character, is that June is certainly an incredibly personable person. She can, like, really, like, like get on your ass if you, like, piss her off. But, like, put June in front of a crowd or give June an assignment, and that's going to be a much different June you get. <laughs> like, and kind of not a... Uh, a uh, skillful jute in those situations no <laughs> no yeah so i think i think yeah like uh, uh your vibe in the dugout at a uh, ba baseball game versus your vibe in the office is going to be uh, uh quite hard uh for you to navigate i'm really excited about it. your character yeah. has uh, for such great stats you have like such like a built-in malfunction <laughs> like a, a real hindrance is in your way which i, yeah. I really like uh, we're I, gonna get to play with i think it's way more interesting to like have like faults and to have For a sure. character that has like something to overcome yes it, something because that's, that's is gonna be a problem 
Well, that's something, that, that's something I'm really excited to, and we, me, and, me and Liz talked about this uh, about uh, uh, when we were kind of uh, preparing for campaign two, is that we sort of uh, started all the, uh, uh, when Liz started the show, uh, they started, I think, at level five, uh, because we had been running for a little bit with the other characters, so we sort of started on-roaded everybody at level five, and then increased a little bit as we went along in campaign one. And so uh, this is the first time, uh, I think, the entire show that we're going to be starting with level one. So it is going to be watching the characters, hopefully, grow <laughs> as we go. Um, uh, I will say that uh, death is on the table um, uh, uh, in a different way, you'll see. Uh, okay. But uh, hopefully we never have to cross that bridge. Yeah, um, and uh, so we're going to see these people maybe grow or maybe burn out. We'll find out. Um, okay. So let's look at your page a little bit. Uh, 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 also, thank you so much, IO Netrunners in the chat. Nice to see you, bud. Uh, and uh, uh, give a shout out to the uh, uh, You're the Man Now Dog. You're the Newbie Now Dog, <laughs> which is very pleasing to me. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's just pull out the rest of the basics here. So you're going to have uh, uh, hit points, uh, or 12, I already put that there. Um, you are going to have... Wait, 12, that doesn't make any sense. No, it's 11. I know. <laughs> Jeez Louise. What's your speed? As a furl body. 30, very cool. Uh, your initiative is going to be plus two. And let's talk about your gear. Uh, and also, like, the kind of class build. That's what we're doing here in this uh, uh, in this, in this DM and the PM. It's talking about building out these classes. So you're starting off as a cleric. Uh, so you are going to get, first thing, a uh, domain, right? Yes. Uh, have you put any thought into that? So, okay. So domains are really fun because, um, especially in terms of this, there's so many like parallels that you can make with a lot of these and some of them that are kind of like, it, it would take a little bit more work to translate them. Mm -hmm. But I thought a really fun one, especially for June being a protector is the peace domain. Interesting. Um, let me see. I can't remember what book that's from. This one. It's from Xanathar's. Yep. Yes. Uh, so that is... No, I'm wrong. That's not right. That's not right. Oh. It must be it must be Tasha's. Oh, oh I'm thinking the Paladin, the Peace Paladin is in. Oh yes. And luckily I have these things around me just for this moment. Um So you got uh, the Peace Domain. So Okay, is this what you uh, are thinking? See, I mean, I, I certainly like the Peace Domain. Uh, okay. It seems like it might give you a little bit of uh, uh, um, an impetus not to argue, in a way. Maybe June is holding her tongue a certain to a certain extent. See, I was trying to think. Peace feels a little bit more protector-y. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like a cleric than some of the other domains. 
I do like this. So, I mean, so like for for example, like your channel divinity that you get at a uh, level two bomb of peace. I can see this very much translating into what your vibe is. So use your div channel divinity to make a very your very presence a soothing bomb. As an action, you can move up to your speed without pro provoking opportunity attacks. When you move within five feet of another creature during this action, you can restore a number of hit points for that creature equal to d two d six plus your wisdom modifier. Uh, the creature can only receive this healing once whenever you take this action. So it seems like you're, yes, I mean, what we're, we're talking about is someone who sees someone engaged in some sort of conflict and steps in to aid them in a very, like, a, a way that, that heals them, which I think is a, a, a very much a, a great vibe for this character. I, I, I totally am with you on this beast domain thing, if, they, if you want to lock it in. Yeah, I think I had done some looking on, on different domains of clerics, and, like, some of them are really good, some of them didn't quite fit with June, some felt, like, a little too tough. Like, because her focus is... Yeah, she's going to, like, step in for a fight if she has to, but her focus mm -hmm. is more on making sure that the people that she cares about are taken care of. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, she's a okay. sweetie. Yeah, I, I love this. I think this is great. This is a great way to do this. Um, uh, okay, so we're going to lock in Peace Domain uh, for Domain. you. Uh, so your first thing is you get Implement of Peace. Uh, so you get a Proficiency and Insight, Performance, or Persuasion, your call. Hmm. I think... Oh, goodness. Um, I'm trying to remember... While you think about it, I'm going to, uh, oh yeah, we're going to yeah. question that. So all the characters that will be joining uh, in the 1989 campaign are going to be new characters for our player characters. So we're still going to, uh, uh, the uh, the events of the campaign one are still canon. Uh, uh, and uh, we might see some of those characters pop up. No, no. Um, but, uh, uh, what, what, where were we? Um, uh, we were thinking about the uh, Implement of Peace. The implement of peace. Yeah, which one you want? I mean, uh, you already got that wicked uh, 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 insight boost as it is. Yeah. I mean, if you want to take the proficiency in that, you're going to be quite, quite insightful. Mm, yeah, I think, I think I want to go with persuasion because I think I get insight from already. Yeah, I think I get insight as like, yeah, out of something. Um, okay, that's very good. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you you mark down all those uh, yeah, for uh, sure, for uh, sure. natural ones. Yeah, that'll be up to you. Um, looks like these uh, domain spells that you get at the first level are very applicable to a mundane setting. Yeah. Uh, heroism and sanctuary will both be uh easy to translate <laughs> i mean yeah. i really i'm thinking about it like i don't really see a lot of translation needed really you sort I of just like make, make the space safe i know you did the pre-work i'm not trying to take away from that <laughs> i'm trying to act surprised like you did like i'm acting like you didn't do the pre-work oh my gosh <laughs> shit you're just pulling this all out of the cuff man oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but you're like a genius <laughs> Uh, uh, so, so one thing I really want to talk to you about is, uh -huh. so you selected the peace domain, locked in, boom. Uh, uh, what is God to you? Whoa. <laughs> I know. Well, how about this? How about a better way? This is a somewhat, a somewhat leading question because I have a, uh, 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 something that I have been working on for this campaign, which is what I am calling, oh, 
and wouldn't you know it during a to give you a little insight behind the curtain i we had a little bit of tech difficulty starting up tonight and i lost a lot of windows so let me get my windows back open so the way that i've been thinking about religion in the how to translate to this world is uh what i'm calling instead uh passions uh so they are things that the characters are very passionate about whether it's inside or outside the office in fact i i have a a division going through it right now where there are the kind of the basics of the quote the way we're going to treat religion as a function of how it plays for character class is one of two avenues and they're kind of a little bit coded to like a good and bad one which is not necessarily across the board going to be true uh, uh we had a uh, a technically a bad cleric in the last campaign Thaddeus Warman the hobgoblin middle manager who was you know a good guy but uh, uh his work ethic made him kind of uh, uh somehow sometimes behave villainously um and that is going to kind of the same vibe that we're going to apply here so the two passions i have the two tracks are the passion for work and the passion for play uh, whether or not the core of your being is found within your career or outside of the office. I imagine, based on our conversation, yours is the outside the office one, right? Yes, very much so. Okay. From there, I want to give you the free reins to create this god. I I have a suggestion. I think we both had the same idea in our heads. Okay. But I'm just curious if we're going to say the same thing. But okay. you go first. Are you thinking baseball? I am thinking baseball. In particular, I am thinking that the deity you turn to is um, uh, uh, Jody Himar. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, in fact, uh, I mean, we can even say that. that like you, you carry with you always some 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 remnant of her oh career, gosh, be it a baseball card so or whatever. And that it will function for you as a spellcasting focus. That's really good. I really like the idea that June has a a Jody Heimar baseball card in her wallet. It just like that really like when she's got to like really like psych herself up for something that she's worried about. She kind of like rubs it for luck. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's no, so it'll. Good. Yeah. So that's that will be your so that that kind of general thing and that kind of puts you in. I'm going to have uh, uh, possibly you'll see other uh, adherence to sports based passions. I think that's going to in particular be kind of a, in the world of this game, almost like a common religion, like, you know, especially in here in fantasy Chicago, you know, a lot of fans of the Al bears and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so uh, uh, we're going to, we're going to be playing with that a little bit about your character, sort of like uh, 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 sometimes encountering people who are, uh, what is it? Um, uh, uh, adherence to sports as religion. Um, great. Yes. And if you come into conflict with them or uh, find solace with their uh, similar worldviews, we'll see. Uh, so that is going to be how your religion functions. I'm continuing to kind of fill out the rest of the world with that, but I'm very glad that we uh, uh, have that for you. And, I, and I, I think in particular when we talk about peace domain for June, mm -hmm. I see it more as teamwork domain. Like Yes. Yes, your, yes, 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 100%, you, yes. The, the lessons of Jody Hymar uh, 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 and the Shady Falls Shepherds are that teamwork makes the dream work, you know? <laughs> yes! Yeah, so oh I, I think that that is going to yeah. be, yeah, that is the torch that guides uh, that, that that guides June, is yeah. is uh, the sort of um, uh, this legendary baseball team's legendarily comrade uh com, com the camaraderie they had um 
Uh, I'm also 100% not going to just, not just imagine this as the team from uh, 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 um, A League of Their Own. <laughs> as I see it in my head, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, nope. I'm, I'm bracing for like a hundred uh, there's no crying in baseball jokes. <laughs> yes! Yes. But excited for them, too. Yeah, uh, no, so. I'm... Yeah. <sighs> I can love that movie. Uh, okay, so that's very cool. Such a good movie. Uh, uh, okay, so um, uh, I just want to talk just like a little bit about because I think uh, I think that me and you can uh, work on your expansive spell list uh, oh, yeah. uh, off screen a little bit. I'm not going to make everyone who's watching tonight sit through us translating literally every detail of the, uh, uh, the all the, the stuff that I waste my time doing on the weekends. Uh, uh, but I would like to talk to you a little bit about like your armaments and shit. So like, what kind of what kind of armor are you imagining here? Because we have a way of translating the armor. Well, yeah. So, um, are we going with just like the like the starting equipment that would normally come with like a a regular? That is character? correct. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, in that case, I have it pulled up here. So I have her, um, in scale mail, which is like a medium armor, um, and it, it provides a little bit of protection. It's not like the best, but it's it's more. It's pieces working together to protect people, which is very June. Oh. Um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, and you said, it, you said sc- scale mail, that is disadvantage on stealth, correct? It is. Okay, cool. So what I'm going to say for rule for this, and you can go ahead and make the note of this in your character sheet, mm-hmm. is that your armor will be described as a, 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 a work workman's overalls, like those things you were describing, like the, the sort of uh, boiler, yeah. boiler suit. What do you call those? Um, I know what you're uh, talking about. So this very looks very much like a worker's uniform that there aren't uniforms at this company. So what we're going to say is that this is what June chooses to wear. And uh, the disadvantage comes from it's a little odd to see a woman walking around. In that. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like you walk by and someone's like, who the fuck's Rosie the Riveter over here? <laughs> like, uh, it's like uh, it, it, it that will be the disadvantage to yourself will be applied in that it is um in a way a very strange like a, a fashion choice more than a utilitarian item when you yeah. wear it to this office yeah. okay but i love that so 100 percent that <laughs> yeah that's her that's her vibe like okay it's, it's utility uh anything else you want to grab in the way of um, i don't think uh can you get a, do you want a shield or anything i do want a shield and i wanted to talk to you about what that would look like in terms of translating uh in terms of translating so to to the way that i imagine it is that a shield would function as uh because the two things that the shield applies to D game mechanic wise mm-hmm. are that it offers you more armor at the cost of one of your arms like when you're wearing a shield, you can't wield a two-handed weapon. There's some spells you can't do if that. So, but the clerics have a, you know proficiency with a shield, so you are entitled to one. So what I'm imagining is it needs to be an item of comfort that can be worn upon your arm. Okay. And it will be understood that you cannot do two-handed things with the uh, with this item on your person. Uh, and setting it down or putting it away will be a penalty to your AC. Okay. What about... So we know that she's got the big, like, the workman suit, right? Uh-huh. And she walks around with that long sleeves. Under one of the long sleeves is, like, like a little uh, sweatband. Like a little sports band. 
and she's yeah. got like that's her secret like little protection like you know even at this even at this fucking job like i i've always got what i really care about like on me and, okay like, something to remember. i like that but like when she takes it off if she has to it makes her uncomfortable and so she's less protected yeah yeah okay i love that so yeah so go ahead and put yes yeah, so, yeah sweatband sweat band. yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was honestly what I was imagining too. Like, so just since we're like talking like a late '80s vibe, I was even thinking like big ass scrunchie around the wrist. You know, sometimes June's gonna put the hair back, you know, <laughs> and then then loses the shield. You know, <laughs> your call, your call. I do like sweatband a lot. I'm gonna think about it as we're talking. Okay, think like, about it. I think like about both. It. I hadn't thought about the scrunchie. But she's always, here's the thing, I had already put, like, her hair up in a bun, like, when she's walking around at work, so I think. That's fine. Yeah, yeah that's I think totally, the totally. Hey, both, 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 both accomplish the same task, so y'all, exactly. um, you can go ahead and just, like, yeah, make sure you make a note that, like, part of your AC will be, uh, uh, so it looks like your AC will now be what again? Uh, it looks like 18, right? Eight, so 16 plus 2. Yeah. Uh, so very cool. Okay, proficiency. Let's do. All right. So I'm gonna let you handle some of these uh, 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 the the proficiencies you have in your skills, uh, because I I you know just to, to keep us keep us moving forward here. Uh, 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 let's talk weapons though. Let's talk okay. weapons. Um, well, a popular with clerics is the mace. Um, also a good, like, versatile weapon and something that I thought kind of fit well for her, uh, is a quarterstaff, where I just, like, you can either do it one or two-handed, and I just think about, you know, a baseball bat. Okay, very well. So, so you're not gonna well, get literally yeah, a baseball so we're not bat. Yeah, have a baseball bat walking around, right? Uh, uh, this this is actually something we have had in previous campaigns. So I'm just gonna use it because I think it works well. Is we've <laughs> translated so the the main main ways we've translated damage in the show have been that piercing equals anxiety damage. The sort of like you're hit by pangs of like I'm fucking up, I'm not good enough, etc. Uh, it, uh, slashing, uh, which we realize is largely done by like monster characters that often resemble higher ups in the office, is boredom damage. We're talking like someone like really giving you a talking to that means nothing, uh, strikes at the soul in a way. Uh, and the next is uh, what we're going to be using, which is blunt uh, 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 bludgeoning damage, has translated to embarrassment damage. So this is like you, someone's like blunt to you, they're cold to you, they're like they're 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 mean to you, and you sort of just like take the shame of that. So I think that you're going to wield a weapon that we have had in the past, which is blunt comment. <laughs> uh, that yes. uh, 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 when June wants to like really stick it to you, it's like. That's it so kind of it, it's just like oh god oh shit I'm just getting beat up by this <laughs> it really fucking sucks. Well, that's really good because she's not a very like artful communicator. Yeah, she's yeah. Just like her her charisma is minus one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you 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 can't convince anyone to shut up, but you can yell at them to shut up, and they're like yeah. okay. <laughs> just like say something, and they're like oh, fuck, <laughs> ow. You're right, June. I was in the wrong. That is on yeah. me. <laughs> you are... I'm going to leave now and hide forever. 
Uh, well, fuck yeah. Okay, I love that. So yeah, so go ahead and put... Uh, um, so what, do you want it to be a mace? Yeah, I think a mace. Yeah. Okay, so, and uh, you know, weapons will be upgraded as we go. No worries sure. about that. So Blunt Comet. Oops, I don't have enough space on my PDF, so we're just going to go with Mace, and we'll, we'll, we all know what it means. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you currently get a plus a six to that. Hot damn. Uh, and uh, the damage will be 1d6 um, plus four uh, uh, embarrassment damage. Okay. Is there anything else you want to take from the starting equipment offerings? We have your spellcasting focus, or sort of your reliquary, which is right. your card of uh, of um, uh, Miss Miss Hamar. 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 I'm gonna get it right. Don't worry. I, no I, I gotta I gotta learn a lot of fake names. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the the process of getting started with this campaign. It's gonna be learning re, learning a new cast of not real people. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. For sure. Um. Mm. Yeah. Mostly just kind of. Standard stuff, like you got the the different packs. Like I'd probably, like if I were to choose, I'd go for an explorer pack. But yeah, uh, gonna we're gonna really say be. that you don't have that kind of stuff on you in yeah, this game. Yeah, exactly, right. Because so... part of this game is going to be finding said mundane ob- items. So really, the thing that I'm most trying to keep away from you is mundane items. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh well. Okay. Uh, 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 I do have something I would like you to do, and that is to the famous trinket table in the oh. D manual why don't you go ahead and give me a roll on a d100 oh my gosh okay um oh i don't have my hold on I, let me see if i can step away to grab my dice real quick eh? got him okay d100 you said yes please It's a four. A four. Very interesting. Um, okay. Uh, 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 what you have on you, uh, you found this sometime before your adventures, uh, before the, uh, 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 this, this all transpired. You're coming to work for NPC Incorporated. Uh, is uh, you found uh, just sort of on the street, uh, actually on the way to your job. Uh, you found uh, a small leather-bound book. It is uh, like a pocket size, like almost like notes, like a maybe a journalist might have. Uh, and uh, when you open it, the writing is so illegibly written that you have no idea what it says. It's really funny that you say that, because right here I do have a small leather-bound book. <laughs> How does it all hit so magical? <laughs> But that's you, that. But you know where that came from, right? You, Meadow, you know where that came from, right? That's not like an actual creepy magic book, right? Oh, um, if I say yes, can we move on? <laughs> I mean, well, we can move on, but I'll be kind of freaked out. <laughs> yes, I do know where it came from. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's all I need. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, so uh, uh, call that uh, call that mysterious diary in your um in your inventory. Mysterious diary. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, okay. 
So we have your weapon, we have your spellcasting focus, and your um, your hit points all set. Uh, uh, we're gonna let you take care of your uh, um, your uh, proficiencies uh, and uh, the background you were thinking. What background were you thinking? I was thinking athlete. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that sure. That sounds great. So, uh, I mean, yeah, go ahead and take, because, uh, you know, that, those give you a, half your proficiencies in D&D from your background. So that one is that one also does not require a lot of us tuning to fit into the character's no. background. And what's um, super fun about Athlete is it gives something that not a whole lot of backgrounds do, which is land vehicle proficiency. Oh, shit, you're going to be the character who can drive everyone. I can, weirdly <laughs> enough, I'm going to be the queer character who can drive. <laughs> I can make that joke. <laughs> like, can I laugh at that joke? <laughs> I give you permission this one time, Hobart. Okay. Yes. Um. Uh. I wanted to uh, talk to you about uh uh, uh something off of that. Uh, actually, Meadow. Um. Uh, uh. Uh. When you talked about the the queer hangouts that you like to frequent and stuff, one of those I think in particular uh should be a sports team. Yes. Uh. A so. Softball team. A softball team. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Uh, uh, our campaign is going to start in uh, what is the summer uh, in the world. So we will imagine that you will be in the background going to these games. Uh, we're, we'll let you come up with the name of this team uh, and uh, maybe a couple of the players that we might interact with on some episodes. But the way that we're initially going to be going is we're going to be pretty focused on your work life initially and then we'll start to see the characters more outside of the work hours uh um but uh so yeah no no pressure to come up with an entire fucking softball team before next time we meet you say that as if i don't already have like notes already started <laughs> on june softball team oh my god i'm gonna have to get these <laughs> can i <laughs> can i see <laughs> to okay, see your yeah. notes <laughs> uh okay so i i think i i love this uh the the divine domain is uh um uh team teamwork uh uh and we're gonna say that it's the uh uh the the shepherds um i did not spell shepherds right Woof. <laughs> i spell shepherds so bad oh <laughs> it's shep heard Yes, yes, yes. Instead of shepherds, like I did. <laughs> well, uh, Mass Effect's coming back. Everybody's like got shepherd on the mind. So. Oh, really? Is that what's spelling Mass Effect? Uh -huh. Okay, that's good to know. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't feel as it dumb. It wasn't so bad. Oh, oh, good, good, good. <laughs> I was just in the wrong franchise, universe, and yep. uh, 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 medium. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. So yeah. Oh, oh, Liz is saying in the chat that they can't wait for our softball episode. Don't give me ideas. <laughs> him ideas. <laughs> it might be something a little more up my alley, so I don't have to learn how to play softball. Might be a bowling episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we did do an arcade episode one time. I thought it was really fun. Uh, so fun. I'm excited to, excited to bring that back. Uh, okay, so, uh, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about june do you have any questions about june i would like to talk a little i mean i, I think we, we we came to such a, a agreement so soon with our talk about the religions in the universe 
um uh but uh, uh yeah so I don't, I don't actually don't really have too much to say about that other than i do want to give you just for fun since we're talking about this aspect two of the other known gods of the pantheon of this world i'm very excited uh so from the pantheon of passion for work is the shield society uh, their emblem is a shield, uh, a silver kite shield, in fact, uh, with a blue eye in the center of it. Um, uh, their uh, their uh, kind of a creed, their three uh, uh, creed that I, they uh, is uh, we are stronger when we advance together. Conformity and uniformity are the key to our strength and protect and exalt your managers. Uh, from the passion for play side uh, is the music pantheon, uh, the uh, prime deity, especially in uh, uh, fantasy Chicago, fantasy Midwest, is a enigmatic uh, a guitar player called Duke. Um, uh, uh, Duke is a, 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 a purple uh, field uh, with a, a silver arrow passing through a silver ring. Uh, and uh, the, the Duke's... Uh, 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 Mantra, not mantra. I, I, I always we we talked about this in a, a, another uh, a campaign, a, a stream where I uh, am not religious at all, and right. I really have a hard time with religious terminology because of it. <laughs> where uh, the 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 Duke's uh, three things are: uh, gather together your dearly beloveds, put on a good show, and always be changing. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I don't know if it's always be changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Drums and guitar. (laughs) Now my name's a symbol, and here it is. Whoa! Now it's not. Oh. Now it's a name again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So those are those are those are just just to fill out our conversation. Two more of the gods you might encounter in our campaign. Uh, uh, also, I wanted to say that the kind of the the way I wanted to end this um, uh, uh, conversation is for you to have some chance to ask some questions about the world. So you have one question to ask about the world at large, and it is not a concrete question. The question about the world at large will be a discussion between the two of us. The second one will be you have a question to ask about the NPC incorporated shipping facility, the setting for the campaign. And I will answer your question and also give you a description of a NPC that will be found in that location. Okay. You can do this in either order, in either order. It's whatever you want. So the first one is about the world. And the second one is about the facility itself. Yes. Okay. And one will be more us having a conversation like about a it. The other will be me telling you about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. This might be a good thing to start off with, actually. Um, and it can be a conversation. Um, Fantasy Chicago in the late 80s, early 90s. What's the scene like for queer people? Like, is it. Is it so removed from our own that we're having the kind of troubles that we did in the late 80s, early 90s in America? I don't think so, maybe, because it's a comedy podcast. Don't want to be talking about a fantasy AIDS epidemic. That's not exactly funny. (laughs) 
No, no. Okay, so uh, uh, I was, I, I, I was, I was actually I mean, kind of hoping that we would be able to have this conversation because I would love to talk to us about you because I mean, yes, yes, that is exactly where I am at too because I, I thought about it a lot because I really wanted to set it in the fantasy 1980s in Chicago for a particular reason, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it's a reason that is all kind of connected to you know the story being largely a translation of D and D that is about. Uh, work like it's about like labor in this in like an urban environment it's about like people trying to find their ground and the 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 things that led up to the modern office culture that a lot of us are familiar with right uh and yes i want it to be a fantasy D podcast and one of the very first thoughts i had was what do you do about fantasy Ronald Reagan? Like, what do you yeah. do? What do you do about? Whoa. What do you do about like the the horrible uh, uh, crises on uh, mental health and on uh, homophobia and on poverty and drugs that were being dealt with in the country? And I, I don't know. I, I, I. Uh, it's not the show's not meant to be a fantasy like history simulator. Oh, like sure. it's not meant to be like a AD sim. Like it's meant to yeah. be a fantasy thing. And uh, it's always been to me as uh, the DM of the show, both a blessing and a burden to have the setting be fantasy Chicago. Yeah. Because I love the setting of Chicago and I love Chicago, but it's hard to want to do fantasy D and D that touches on incredible systematic racism and all the other problems that have, this city has faced throughout its history. Um, So I guess what I'm saying is that it's not a perfect world that you live in. It's not not an idealized fantasy. Like it's not Mm -hmm. wish fulfillment, but it's not a world where people are outwardly hostile to people for being different. Okay. That the world is perhaps in this world more focused on the an ever-ending conflict between capital gains by companies and their managers and the workers who have to provide those things more that that creates a unity within our world that supersedes divisions of race, class, identity, etc. Okay. See, I like this because I like, there should be conflict like, and I don't want this to be like, Oh, everybody loves everybody because, you know, that's not interesting for a story. And they're like comedy, I think, can come from conflict. Um, but I think it's more interesting for the conflict to be between the person and the job than like with their the way that they stand out or are different or don't necessarily conform mm-hmm. is sort of a a threat to that side versus like just everyday people being shitty to each other. Yes. Yeah. I think that's where it's going to, where it's going to uh, kind of lie. Those conflicts will lie will be that, I mean, no one's being cruel to June because of her identity. They're doing it because they're shitty and uh, June is different. Like it's not, it's, I think that's like, it's, it's like, uh, 
you know, it's, 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 I mean, it's not going to be a campaign where there's like slurs or like, uh, like Perfect. aggressive Ooh, bigotry. Yeah. I think that that is a, uh, a safe uh, thing to say, like that that is going to be 100% not allowed at our table. Yeah. Um, but yes, no, I wanted to, I guess I want to ask you as a player too, like, I mean, how does that, did you, do you feel okay with that? Cause like, that's our thing. It's like, it's a, you know, the, you're, did you start something the way are we we are with like a session zero mm-hmm. for D and D? It's like a good time to check in on like what you're as a player uh, um, wanting, what you're as a player uh, will you allow, what you as a player do not want to appear in your games. It's your game. I love that you're doing this, Hobart. I do this for my games all the time. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's um, so. Uh, oh shit. Uh, my cat just jumped where she's not supposed to be. Uh, so I got scared. Um, <laughs> there's been some cat shit against going on behind oh you. God, I've been trying to I, ignore it. <laughs> I love my cat. She's very, very sweet and exploratory. Um, yeah, she so, and has has no con- no context. I mean, come no, on, cat. We're trying to have a pretty serious discussion right here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I think that. I, well, okay, so we've been kind of dancing around the subject, and I I don't like just, like, keeping everyone in the dark, so I'm just going to say it. I wanted to, when I thought about making June, um, I thought about wanting to see people like myself in D&D podcasts, because there aren't so many trans people in D&D podcasts, and so I wanted to make a character that was uh, unambiguously like a trans woman from the outset, not like we're not pulling some famous author move where we say that she was trans, like 80 episodes (laughs) in (laughs) wink. Um, No, I think. um, And so like, I want that to be a part of her arc because that's part of who she is. It's not defining her, but that is who she is. And that's how, that's one way that she relates to the world is that she, had to figure herself out a little bit later than everybody else and had to go through some extra steps. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, but... I, th- I think that's also a great take too, for a, like the level one character, someone who's going to be changing a lot and evolving is yeah. that we see that, I mean, for all of her confidence and spirit, June is at a, um, not a not a crisis, but like a, a pivotal pivotal moment joining this job. Like it really is. Like I'm, I'm going to talk to all of you. Is I want you to kind of come in with a way to describe. Like I mean, this isn't a great job. It's not no. a, even a good job. It's no. a hard job. It's a physical job, which are always the most difficult jobs. Like what led your individual character to the door of NBC Incorporated shipping? Like, and I think that that is a, a kind of a, a question that I think June will have to ask herself and also have to deal with, you know, yes, like, as you said, like, uh, how does how does someone who is, uh, you know, it, it just just grasped in their personal life being able to be who they are, and then they enter into a situation where once again, it's like, hey, June's big. June, come help us with the box. You know, June, June, stick out. June, be be these sort of ideals that you know, uh, cultural ideals that June wasn't trying to be. Like, that's right. not what. Yeah. So I, I think that those are interesting things that we could explore with the character, but only only to an extent in which we want to 
because I mean that would that ha- that has to come with a certain amount of other characters not getting June. Yeah, and I just want to make that sure that what we're, I was about to yeah. bring up is that like I like the idea of June just kind of not gelling with a lot of the like passion for work side of things. Like a lot of that it seems to inspire feelings of, you know, why don't you just fall in line, do the role that you were assigned to and a little bit in the, the, the trans idea of like, do what you're supposed to do, do what we tell you to do. Don't question it. And June, before she even got through that first door at like NPC incorporated, it's like, I've already figured out that, you know, by asking questions, I know more about who I am. And so I don't necessarily put my work ahead of like who I am as a person and like the, the values that I have, because those aren't me. Those are what I'm being told to value. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And also I think it makes it very interesting for the way that the character has been rolled as well, where it's like, I mean, you're physically extremely capable. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to some of the tasks that are going to be a part of the gameplay in this this setting, you're going to excel in some of them and you're going to have an extremely hard time with some of them because mm-hmm. your intelligence is lower and your charisma is lower. So like mm-hmm. you're uh, I, the way I kind of, you know, have already imagined June's vibe being in the office is to like you're going to be bossed around a lot. Like people are going like you're 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 sort of like all it's like you have like a like a like a hinch person build where it's like it's like it's like it's like June, go get the box. June, go do this. Go June, go do that. Because like it's like it's like what is June going to pick June's own tasks? Like yeah. in that in its own way, it's kind of, I think, going to be a, a challenge is that uh, the way that the other characters are going to see you, it's like, ah, oh, finally got some muscle on the team. Someone we can we can make do things for us, you know, in, 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 a, in a way that like uh, other characters won't be perceived. And I, I think I, I like that as someone who is uh, uh, a character who is gaining some assurance outside of the work office, trying to bring that same vibe into what has always held them back in this particular kind of power structured environment. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Okay. Um, and we can, we can like think and talk about this some more to like get some like specifics down of like, uh, what kind of, what, what, you know, what, what we see, how, how, like how you would like to kind of explore some of those things, because I, I, I'm really in agreement with you where it's like, I, I, I kind of thought about this and I was, you know, uh, definitely wanting to discuss it with you in a way that like we you could bring it up and i wouldn't yeah. have to be like hey <laughs> but i you know it's like you're right. you might have been going with it so i i i threw you the bone i i mean it, i was i was gonna be uh, uh i was going to be brave and bring it up outside if you if you had been like tell me about the hot dog carts in the city oh i was my like gosh. okay cool <laughs> Just how many baseball teams does Fantasy Chicago have? Uh, well, that would have been a hard question for me to answer. Actually, oh, that would have been wow. a harder question to answer than this because I truly have no eye contact. No, uh, no, no. No. Uh, but I, I, I yeah, I, I'm, more... I'm, yeah, yeah. So okay, well, that's that's good to that's good to know because I yeah I I think I would be doing a disservice to the character not to have it be part of the story. But I mean, I don't. I guess the other kind of way that I've been thinking about it is that you're like us. 
Like you're the June, the character exists in a world where June is, I mean, especially in the eighties, less aware of some of the horrors going on around the world because there was, wasn't internet. Like, see, like you're aware of like some of the stuff that's going on in Chicago, some of the stuff's going on broadly in the world, but it's all just like this, the kind of things that when you are someone who's working class and has to get up and go to your work every day, it's especially someone who's young and maybe isn't like come home to watch the five o'clock news because you're doing softball or your various other activities. It's like, you're there's so much of the world that you don't know and you don't understand that it's not like we have to spend every episode of this show being like, here's a laundry list of what was wrong with America in the eighties. Right. It's a setting. It's, it's, it's the setting is that it is a time where People had were losing control a little bit of what they could wield power-wise at their jobs, where you were starting to see technology really take a place of managing you, uh, and where you were starting to see the expectations of a more um, uh, uh, global marketplace that was like more demanding of of uh, uh, you as filling in as a worker with the threat of displacement over you. And so those are those are things that I really want to explore, but I do not want to lose some of this outside the confines of the NPC Incorporated shipping building that everyone has been weaving into their characters. I'm excited to bring that kind of stuff to life, and I think it's going to very much inform some of the decisions you make in this world. So I hope I hope this has been helpful. It has. Good, good, Uh, very good. But. Before we before we move on to my second question, I did want to speak to the like like explicitly what you asked. Um, one section that I feel like should be said, um, but you've already kind of said it. Um, don't want any slurs at the table. Um, I don't think that, like like you said, just rampant bigotry kind of feels like. Why would it be? in a comedy podcast like just no. it it not 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 the vibe right it also so. it also wouldn't be I, I guess someone who's like spent a lot of years now with this fictional company wouldn't be allowed this company from day one you know yeah um and then yeah that's i mean those are my hard limits okay very cool yeah very 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 good uh, it's very good no, thank you for thank you for being being open with me about that. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. uh, what's your other question? Oh, okay. So this is the one about the office. Yeah, and this is about the, the office facility. Um, what does NPC Incorporated ship? That's a very interesting question. Uh, and one that will not be answered. Uh, I will tell you this, that we have always kept what it is that NPC Incorporated makes a secret. Uh, however, I will tell you that it is a consumer electronic of some kind. Uh, you do not know exactly what it does, but it is quite popular. Uh, uh, it is growing in popularity, so much so that the company has recently been purchased by the King Corporation, a, a sort of a overarching corporation. A, a King Corporation is probably best known in the city of Fantasy Chicago for uh, being the uh, uh, kind of um, flagship business of the tallest building in Chicago, King Tower. Okay. 
So you ship this item that NPC Incorporated makes on behalf of the King Corporation to homes across America. You do not know what it is. It arrives in cardboard boxes. It is not made within the city of Chicago. Uh, you ship it out. Uh, there is a varied product. Uh, not all the boxes are all the same. Uh, and uh, there is a strict rule about opening the boxes. Um, uh, uh, you have chosen to ask me a question about the warehouse. Uh, so I will now tell you about one NPC that you can find within the warehouse. This is another one of those sheet, the pages that I closed during my tech panic. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, shit. Where'd I put it? Okay. All right. So, uh, I am now going to tell you about Bill Bone Tusk. The Orkish House uh, Warehouse manage- Manager. Uh, so Bill is a large, uh, uh, kind of like, a, got a big old beer gut in his late 40s, early 50s, kind of standard Chicago guy who runs the warehouse uh, in uh, for NPC Incorporated. He is jovial, uh, but kind of strict and more than a little bit obtuse. Uh, uh, he appears to you in our game as a orcish warlord uh, who kind of commands the troops around the warehouse. Uh, you will be taking orders from Bill uh, quite a bit. Uh, Bill is probably his most defining feature other than his prominent gut and suspenders he wears is uh, uh, that he is obsessed with safety. Uh, You will get, uh, you will really get on his shit list if you fuck around in the warehouse. Don't do it. (laughs) And that's Bill Bone Tusk. (laughs) Bill Bone Tusk. I love Uh, it. So he will be one of the managers. Huh? I said proponent of OSHA. Yeah, proponent of OSHA. <laughs> Strong OSHA proponent, Bill Bone Tusk. He's got like the fucking card in his wallet. Actually, that sounds exactly like this guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, 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 I, I, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for you to meet Bill. Uh, uh, ah, shit. Uh, no, no, that's all. I'm gonna be good. I, I'm, I'm right. I'm right to the point where I'm now like really excited about our game. And so, I'm, uh, if you've ever like uh, anyone who's ever played D and D with me or hung out with me when I'm like just like had a, like one to two drinks, I'm just like I will tell you literally everything about this campaign. <laughs> Even if you're playing and I'm about to blow through a lot of secrets, I do not fucking care. I get really excited. Uh, so I'm gonna resist that urge this once and uh, just say that all you get today is Bill Bone Tusk. Bill Bone Tusk. All right. Oh, also, holy shit. I was not holy looking shit. at my uh, 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 the feed for a second. And I want to give a big shout to K Burton 2014. We just got a new subscriber. Holy shit. Welcome to the team, K Burton. Oh, it's so exciting. I finally got to look at the the, uh, the the chat again. That's so that's so sweet. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank always you, appreciate when you subscribe or uh, 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 or even just follow this page. Uh, th- that means a lot to us. Uh, so thank you so much. Um, OK, uh, so just give a little summation here. Um, uh, we are looking at a character now named uh, June Esmond. Uh, she is our uh, 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 kind of uh, uh, a warehouse worker based on a Feral Bold Cleric, uh, uh, presenting in this game as a, a very kind of teamwork-minded baseball enthusiast. Uh, and um, 
She was fighting for her coworkers, for her friends, and for the queer community of Fantasy Chicago as she tries to figure out who the fuck she is in a new job. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so I'm so excited ex- y'all get to meet June. I'm excited to meet June. This very, I'm, I'm really a, a, a this this character. I mean, I, just the way you describe uh, her in the your bio thing, I can I can fucking see her. I mean, I I am literally just imagining like a like ripped Josie the Rosie the Riveter, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She she's on that track. She's definitely on that track okay. for sure. Well then, good. Okay. Well, we're gonna get. So uh, we we've we've talked about it a little bit here on uh uh with the with the bio, but uh, uh our other cast member Brandon Kirkman, uh, who played uh, Maxwell in the campaign one and uh, is a you know a fixture on our Twitch streams. Uh, he's going to be doing artwork for us for the the um uh, for for the the next season. Uh, he has done uh, some of our other character artwork. If you look at like our portrait of Gerby from the last uh, uh, campaign and uh, uh, the Grey Guard. He did a really good job with those. Uh, so he does an amazing job. So when we start to release this uh, 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 and get ready for our show, you're going to be seeing a big dump of... God, what a horrible way to put it. A, uh, oh, wow. a, a release of all of uh, the character artwork. Because we're actually going to start this campaign off with artwork for all the characters, portraits of them. So uh, I think that we we have a lot of ideas that we can pass on to Brandon to get him started with the artwork for June. And we're going to see the other uh, characters' uh, artwork emerge as we go. And um, we're going to get to know them all. Uh, so I will be back here for DM and the PM Poi Evaluations Part 2, not next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday. So that is the... Oh, shit. God, the, the most... Man, let me tell you, restart your computer completely before a fucking broadcast. That really throws you off. Uh, that's the, the first. That's the first. Oh, that's right. I already talked with Brandon. I think actually Brandon's going to be it. June. Whoa. Fuck. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe Whoa. I should have gone second. Maybe I should have gone second. <laughs> Oh, we got another one? Oh, Fim Forever After just also subscribed to. That fucking rules. Thank you so much. You guys are great. Uh, that, that's really wonderful. Wow. We, so we have uh, two, two new subscribers off here. God, I want to go. Hey, hey. Meadow, ask me another question about the 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 the, the, the setting. Everyone's getting another one. Oh, you're going to shout out to Meadow. It's Cinder. Cinder? Cinder is a very dear friend of mine, teaches me coding. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, Cinder. Thank you so much, Cinder. Uh, okay. So, Cinder, so just, just for, for you and Kay Burton, I'm going to give away another one. Go ahead and ask me about another okay, place okay, okay. in the uh, the office. Another place in the office? Okay. Yeah. Um, now, I might be writing, writing a, 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 a check my butt can't cash. Oh, You're going to bring like goodness. eight friends next time. And I'm going to have to give away everything. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, for my next question about the office, how clean is the office? Ooh. How clean is the office? That's very interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, the office is um, the office is very clean. The but the office is not 
the uh, like the entirety of what you're dealing with. So just to give you a brief idea of the map, so the building that you are in here is kind of broken into three main zones. There is a large warehouse through some double doors when you enter, and that is all of the boxes and things that you'll be shipping. There is a open kind of open office, no walls kind of area called the shipping area. That's the shipping area where there's big tables and things like that where people are doing the actual packing and shipping of these items. To the right of that, in the corner, you know, have you ever worked in a warehouse where there's like a sort of like structure built within the warehouse? I mean, I've seen the inside of warehouse. So there is so like a, there's like a, a, a two-story buildup like that within the yeah. warehouse to the corner. And it has a long hallway down the front of it. And then up some stairs are the offices of the managers of the shipping and receiving facility. Uh, and then some other offices belonging to other personnel, such as their HR employee, their HR manager, and uh, 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 there's a records room as well. Um, so what you are asking me is what the how clean that side is. It is astoundingly clean comparatively to the rest of the uh, shipping and receiving area, which is somewhat dusty, dingy. You know, you're going to find boxes that have a lot of dust on them, some lights that don't work, stuff like that. But the part where these middle manager types and managerial staff types are kept is um, uh, better kept for than what you are left with. Okay. Uh, and now I want you to roll me a D20. Uh, and use your, because it's you, June, perception modifier. Okay. Glad I didn't put away my dice. Okay. I'm gonna roll it right here on the keyboard. What'd you get? That's a nat one. That's a nat one. Here we go. All right. <laughs> uh, with a nat one, what I'm about to tell you is that. So, uh, 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 out, right outside the, the door, the kind of like uh, the, the hallway leading into this sort of office zone, there is a desk where a secretary sits. Uh, a stylish young woman, maybe in her early 20s, but with the f a formal bearing that makes her seem much, much older. Uh, she sits at this desk constantly uh, and, uh, the, uh, uh, in this corner of the shipping facility. Uh, you'll learn that her name is Tina Tondren. Uh, she is the daughter of Tom Tondren, the, of the noble house of Tondren. The Tondrens are all destined to manage great companies, and this is Tina's first job. Uh, she guards the management offices rigidly and enforces the manager, Mr. Lowe's Law. To cross her would be a great mistake. She appears to you in our game as a high elf warrior. All right. Okay. Uh, so that is the, what you get with that. Yeah, so that's what, you, that's what you get with that. And I think that, that is probably all I am going to give us in this installment. Okay, so this is something special for people who are listening to the podcast. Podcast exclusive. Yes, uh, uh, I meant to do this during our live stream, but I forgot. So I just had, had uh, Meadow sit down with me to record this after we finished the live broadcast. So we're coming off it. We're all hot and fresh. We're ready oh, we for got this. that energy. Uh, 
and I, I can't, I truly can't believe it. Once again, this is all the technical difficulties. I lost my notes, but I have some questions for June. I want June to answer them very briefly and right off the dome. Okay. So please do this in character as much as possible. All right. Because I have some job interview questions for you. I love this and I question, hate this. Question number one. What are your goals with this job? I mean, I don't know. Make some money to not die. Um, pay rent. Y'all pay pretty well, right? The amount you deserve. All right. Um, I lift stuff, so... Question two. <laughs> What's your biggest strength? My strength. Oh, that's not a question. You mean that as an answer. Yeah. Um, and okay. also, I guess, I care about people. Yeah. Tied. What would you say is your biggest weakness? I don't talk good. It, my brain, I think, and I can't make the words do the, it's hard to say the words right, I guess. And finally, June, I have a very important question for you. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? Uh, I mean, I'd really like to be part of a, um, like a baseball league. Um, maybe out of my shitty one bedroom. Do you mean like here? The question is whatever you want to answer it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Captain of a local baseball team could be pretty fun. Or softball. I should say softball. Um, it's, it's a different thing. Um, yeah, and hopefully making a little bit more money that I can get out of my apartment just really sucks. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. All right, that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs>